And you are very welcome back to the Ireland-Canada Connection, an original podcast series brought to you by the Ireland-Canada Business Association. I'm Patrick Hawhey, and on this episode, I hear the fascinating story of an Irish software company's expansion into and across Canada. The company is Pharmapod, and it's a software company that developed a cloud-based platform to reduce medication errors for patients. My guest is Anne Kyo, who's the Chief Financial Officer at Pharmapod, and Anne tells me the story of Pharmapod's success in Ireland and expansion and success in Canada, the experience of doing business in Canada and advice for any other Irish companies that plan to expand into that geography. We talk about CETA, the trade deal, and what it has meant for Pharmapod, what it meant for a small Irish company um, in terms of supporting its expansion into Canada. And Anna is really, really interesting about what CETA has meant in very practical terms for Pharmapod. And we talk about many, many other things. So and start the interview by telling us a little bit about Pharmapod, what it's all about. I hope you enjoyed the interview. So Pharmapod was founded to address the global issue of medication errors uh, through increasing legal and financial issues. It's currently about a 42 billion strain on the medical and pharmaceutical industries currently. So what Pharmapod does is a cloud-based platform which helps to record errors so that everybody will learn by it. So we're really a critical business intelligence tool. And we um, offer our product to pharmacies, to care homes, to hospitals, GPs. So Pharmapod uh, founded in 2012, is that right, in Ireland? That's correct. We have an amazing founder, Leonora O'Brien. Leonora is a pharmacist. And Leonora had discovered that she was resolving errors all over in Germany one day and the very same error in Dublin the next day. And there was nothing linking and nobody sharing the issues or the, the solutions to these errors. So uh, Leon- Leonora took it on herself to, to put this all together. And it's been amazing what she has done. And of course, um, relatively quickly, Pharmapod grew, outgrew Ireland, let's say, and uh, you now have a presence in in um, in other countries. But what I want to talk about on this podcast uh, is Canada. You have a very, very strong presence in Canada. Would you like to explain a little bit about that? Yes. So the Canadian opportunity arose that they decided they were going to make it mandatory in Ontario, which is the biggest province. Um, for pharmacies to use a recording, an error recording software. Um, And we had been working with Enterprise Ireland and they gave us great support, brought us over and had had this great opportunity. And we, little plucky era, won, you know, and it's always difficult to win such a big contract in another country. And Canadians uh, do like to support their own but we, we made a presentation and Leonora was ext- is extremely compelling and, and really understands the market that we're in. And they just were bowled over by our offering and, and gave us the awarded the contract to us, which is an eight year contract. And it makes it mandatory for all pharmacies to use our system. Just and that that isn't like it's something like almost 5000 pharmacies across Ontario. That's correct. And and with that, then you also get the larger organizations as well, because you find that that that's hugely recognized as uh, that PharmaPod has a very strong product. So the larger 
organizations or groups then within Canada took up our system. So we're pan-Canadian. We didn't just stick with supplying it to the Ontario pharmacies themselves. And we've now signed up care homes as well in, in Canada. So we it wasn't just that one win. We, we certainly were able to uh, continue the success in Canada. And, and it's just been a great, they're just, uh, they're very similar to, uh, to the Irish people. And uh, we really have got, we've got a, a wonderful working relationship with, with the Canadians. And how long does a, a process like that take, you know, from start to finish? I, I would imagine many hours and many late nights go into <laughs> winning a pitch like this. Oh yeah, there's a giggle in my voice when I think that, you know, <laughs> it was, it, if we look at the period of time from the time that we heard about their request for tender, that, that came around September and the contract was awarded to us in October. Oh. But at that stage, we were quite small um, as, as a team, a management team and as a team itself. So we, we needed to, we just worked, we worked night and day. <laughs> it was yeah. a, a great opportunity for us. Uh, we knew that these opportunities, when, when they come around, you have to put everything into it. We pulled in, uh, you know, things such as putting a, a very uh, high level presentation together. When you're doing your day to day job, those are things that just take a lot of time. And we didn't want to take away from what the system did itself. Uh, you have to do a lot of research. You need to make sure that you there's a lot of legislation that would be different. You need to be very on top of that. So we worked night and day, and I can honestly say. But it, it was really worth it. And, and I do remember the day that we got the call from the, the head of the Ontario pharmacy, Nancy Lewinson. And it was myself and Leonor and a few others were on the call and we were sitting there saying they're not going to ring us to give us bad news to have everybody there. Surely they just send us a letter. But then yeah. you thought they were just being nice. So it was, uh, <laughs> I remember when we put down the, the phone that day, it was just the hard work. And we are talking about working until four in the morning and some days, yeah. uh, you know, it was just really, really worth it. So. And these were they, this was back in the day where we could actually meet each other and and uh, celebrate a toast. So I hope there was some corks popped in good company uh, that evening, <laughs> <laughs> or maybe well, you just went to bed and slept sleep off the last well, few weeks. I think it was just as soon as we got it. It's well now. We we need to deliver on all of our everything that we promised. Good point. So it was, but we did. We we had five minutes off. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we, we certainly did. But it was uh, it, yes, we were all together in the same room. So you do miss that. Fantastic. So speaking of the experience, then, do you, because this is software, does this mean that you simply roll out the software and keep on top of it from Ireland, uh, roll it out in Canada? Or do you need to have a presence on the ground in Canada now? You do need to have a presence. So the, the software is the software. Um, but there, there will be things that are unique for every country that you go into and every province that you go into. And it's really important that you have somebody on the ground that really helps you do that. And that's one of the things that happened was um, Leonor, the founder, Leonor, she went over to Canada for the first nine months just to make sure we were really hearing from the customer and getting everything right for them. Um, you know, the, the voice, ha you needed to hear the voice. And then we've since taken on somebody who works there permanently 
Uh, and we do find that those the 10% of the difference from country to country, it's really important to understand that and to absorb that into the product so that nothing is, you know, even the wording, the spelling, just a term can be different and, and, and that can make the success of it being embraced by everybody, by, by having everything very colloquially. Um, so that would be, so yes, absolutely, you have to spend time getting to know the environment. Well, that brings me to my next question. You've answered a part of it because a lot of Irish companies would listen to this podcast and Irish companies who ha- would have an interest in maybe looking at Canada as a potential market into which to expand or to to, to, to set up operations. Um, so I was going to ask you, for, in, based on your experience so far, what advice would you have for those companies? And I guess number one uh, is spend time there, listen to the voice of your customer. Yeah, uh, you can't you can't be naive and think because you have a great product that it'll fit into every place. You definitely need to research into the legals, the words, um, and just talking to customers. Uh, really, really, you you need to be there. You need to embrace the world they work in every single day, and unless you are sitting there with them. You really can't. We, we would have put in one of our technical team members actually in their office as we were developing the system for the, for us. And, and we would have got a lot of insight from that. And we, we organized roadshows to meet with the customers to, to find out the differences between a small pharmacy chain and a, a much larger chain. And, we, and I think that's the one thing that the Irish do very, very well. We want to hear from people. We love to listen. And then so it's, it, it's really important to do that. So, yes, don't. I, I, I think it's really important for anyone who wants to go into another country that they straight away acknowledge you need to absorb yourself into that very quickly. And the best way to do it is to be local. And anything you've learned in terms of how Canadian business people or Canadian people like to be interacted with um, in terms of developing business relationships, is it would it feel familiar to Irish people? Is it very similar in terms of, of that piece of the of the process? Yeah, very similar. Um, there, there's no doubt they are very they're they're very kind, considerate, honest people. Uh They'll tell you what they're looking for. They don't. Uh, they they give you lots of chances. They they want you to succeed. Uh, so they're a, a lovely group to to work with, and it's a, and it's also a beautiful country. <laughs> you know, oh, you go from extremes, uh, but it is a beautiful place. Uh, so it it's not a difficult country. The language is the same. But you you still need to be present. You need to be. And and saying that you need to be present, you also need to be, you you can be present while not being local because Canada Canada is huge, you have to remember. So you can't be in every every single town. And you can do part of that from Dublin, but you need to make sure that you work there hours. That is one of the things that our team would have done. We would have been very mindful that we engaged with everybody not just so they they are five hours behind Irish time. So we would have made sure that we were always available in the evening time. And that the comments had been made quite a few times. Well, what time is it there? And, you know, we wouldn't we wouldn't say too much. But then 
finally. And, and as our relationship grew, people just felt that we were sitting beside them. But we, we could were very often sitting in Dublin in particular during COVID. But you have to make that effort to really make them feel that you were right beside them during the whole process. Well, one of the the things that we've been speaking a lot about on this podcast and in various other content streams, let's say, from the Irish Canada Business Association is CETA, the CETA trade deal, obviously something that's been quite contentious in some quarters over the last few months in Ireland. Has CETA been on your radar? Is it something, because it came into effect in 2017, you know, in, in large part, has it been something that's been on your radar and something you've felt the tangible benefits of or impact of? Yeah, it, it certainly was on our, our radar, and it but it was brought to our radar when we went over to Canada originally. We would have gone with a group from um, Enterprise Ireland and the government, and they were launching that they were they were actually launching seat at the time. So it it certainly brought great presence and great understanding to us, but I think that. I think anything legal and anything that's changing is always going to have positives and negatives. But for us, it was something very positive because the, the whole forgetting about the red tape or the, the the fine detail, the whole principle behind it is to get everybody working together. And that in itself was very positive for PharmaPod when we would have made our presentation to the Ontario Pharmacy, we would have been in touch with the Canadian ambassador to Ireland through all of the the connections that through everything that he was trying to do with CETA. So it, it certainly had huge benefit for PharmaPod. I think as something as legislation is put into place and as it moves further down the line, it's never as present. Um, so the principles behind it are forgotten about and the principles are to get everybody working together while people just get caught up with Section 5.2. And, you know, I think, and I'm throwing out a section there with no substance behind it, just in case. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but all I'm saying is that it's the PR that comes with this type of contract and engagement that is sometimes more important than the actual policy that is being brought to the table. It's the principles. Um, and I think that's what people have to keep sight of. Do you mean by that that it's the the optics, it's it's what it says about the relationship between a country like Ireland and Canada um, as opposed to the, the nitty gritty benefits um, in large part? Um, it, it is. That's exactly it. But the nitty gritty benefits need to come through it. It can't just be the substance either. It, it has to deliver on it. But no, it is to, to start off looking at what is the principle around it. And that is to get communities working together and exchanging ideas and becoming stronger. Uh, and, and that is something that I think is extremely important for Ireland in particular. You know, we, we are a small uh, market in ourselves. So it is extremely important that we can have those relationships that bring us further into the world. And, and we do, as, in our, as a country, we absolutely punch above our weight. So we need to have these opportunities to be able to show people 
that we do have world-class businesses that people should be um, embracing that. So I think that that's the principle behind it that I think is very important to yeah. uh, to share. Do you think that without CETA, your experience of expansion in Canada would have been a different one? I think it would have been more difficult. Uh, I think we would have done it anyway. <laughs> yeah. Because... Uh, we, we certainly are those type of people who, if you feel it is the right thing, you'll keep going. But it certainly was helped open doors. Um, it had just the relationship that had been created between Canada and Ireland made things a little bit easier. There were, were less questions asked. Uh, so, you know, there was, I think that in itself, brings a lot with this so yes very positive yeah so on balance then and without getting into to the the politics of it do you believe putting it simply that the irish government should take out that pen and, and sign on the dotted line so to speak that, that would be certainly my view i think they have to be comfortable with all the little bits that they have to adhere to and that's where the the issues arrive but taking the principle of it together i would certainly be saying it's a great thing for ireland for us to be able to interact more easily with countries such as Canada. And I think that overall Ireland will benefit from that. So finally, Anne, um, in terms of Pharmapod, um, I'm sure you've got pretty interesting plans in place and, and you're not stopping growing anytime soon. So what does the next couple of years look like for Pharmapod? World domination. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much for joining us, Anne. I will leave it there. <laughs> very good. Well, I'm sure it's not far off. No, that's we definitely. So we just went into the states, and um, so we just it'll just become bigger and bigger and bigger. Congratulations, that's brilliant. So when did you when did you uh, launch in the states? During COVID, so which is uh-huh. great, and again, that has to be something that PharmaPod needs to be recognised for. You know, in, in a, a time when it's difficult to do business, we signed with. Um, great company in the states it's owned by amazon you could imagine dealing with amazon there's a lot which you need to to jump through so uh that relationship we we signed with them at the end of 2020 and uh, we're really looking forward to working with with the organization um for a considerably long time and for growing there's loads of opportunity in, in the states and particularly we we now have we're just launching an app to help people uh, book for clinical services, but mainly, you know, we launch it with COVID for booking your your vaccination. So that's a great opportunity for Ireland in the States as well. So, yeah, we'll keep plugging along, finding more. We've got a new CEO that joined the company, Andy O'Donoghue. He's got a great vision of product development. And I know that that's really going to help the company in the years to come. Well, it's been great hearing about the Farm Pod story so far. I'm really looking forward to seeing the growth um, both in Canada and worldwide um, over the next few years. So Anne Kyo, Chief Financial Officer at PharmaPod, thank you so much for joining us here on the Ireland-Canada Connection today. Thank you very much. 
Thank you very much for joining us here in the Ireland Canada Connection. I hope you enjoyed that interview with Anne Kyo from Pharmapod. Uh, we'll be back very soon with another episode of the Ireland Canada Connection. In the meantime, if you would like to check out uh, anything about the Ireland Canada Business Association, what we do, and who we work with, just log on to irelandcanada.com and you'll find it all there. We'll be back very soon with another episode of the Ireland Canada Connection. I uh, hope you can join us then. Take care.